Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Daria. Talking to me? Welcome to Arya Talking to Me, a Game of Thrones podcast hosted by two lovely little lads. My name's Ben Vidal, and uh, joining me, the other lovely lad. I'm a lovely little lad who likes berries and cream. <laughs> I'm Adam. Remember it's that Adam. guy? No. It was like an American ad for a Starburst flavor, berries oh. and cream. He was this little, like, elf dude who was like, they went, it's like two friends sitting at a train station. I think a train station. Mm. They've all got luggage. And the first one's like... You tried these new berries and cream starburst. Mm. And this guy with like a weird bowl cut's like, what did you just say? Oh. Starburst. No, the flavor. <laughs> berries and cream. <gasps> berries and cream. Berries and cream. Berry little- berries and cream. I'm a little lad who likes berries and cream. Oh. And then he does it higher. Berries and cream. <laughs> and does it again. And that was the ad. Sounds like a great ad. It was a big ad at okay. the time. I think it was, it goes, what the app? That one. Yes. And then apply directly to the forehead uh-huh. is your evolution of American ads. Okay. And then Britney Spears with Pepsi. That was before. Oh, really? That would have been in between Wada and Berries and Cream. Yeah, Wada is 20 years old. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. It's legal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm still doing it. Good. I think it's funny to go, Wada! <laughs> See, you, every time you're you like. You work cool. on the phones for uh, for a job. You answer the call. Wada! Wada! I do. I work at the um, ad nostalgia department. Mm-hmm. People call up and I say, <laughs> Tell you what I think about my job. I'm not happy, Jan. <laughs> Great. Very good. Uh, Season Battling six. for American listeners. <laughs> yeah, that was our big... Man, every big ad is fucking dumb. I don't know why yeah. the ones that turn into a big kind of cultural thing, where's the beef, got mm-hmm. milk, all that shit. For us, it's like, decor, Ray, Ray, <laughs> Ray. Uh, not happy, Jan. Yes. Um, my dad picks the fruit that goes to Cotty's. The uh, bugger, bugger ad. You remember yeah, the bugger? and the dog said bugger. Yes, the dog said bugger. Yep. Um, jumping at the end of a Toyota ad. Mm-hmm. When the river runs dry. Oh uh, yeah, oh, uh, Marge, the rains are here. Yep. Oh <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> I guess that's probably about it. But mm. people would just say a fucking thing from an ad and be like, "That's a joke." I mean, I know I've just done it now, but I mean, in the, specifically in the context of an office. Yes. Where if someone's like. It starts raining. Someone's like, Marge, the rains are here. And everyone's like, ah, <laughs> I know why he said that. Oh, it's a good way to break up the day. I remember where that's from. Mm. I've seen it. A reference. The highest form of comedy. Speaking of which, let's reference the entirety of the sixth episode of season six of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. It's called Blood of My Blood. Mm. And it's written by Brian Cogman. Oh. And directed by Jack Bender. And I think Brian Cogman 
has a couple of scenes in this one that he has to answer for, quite <laughs> okay. honestly. Because there's a bit of silly stuff in this one, mm-hmm. mostly good. There's a couple of bits where I'm like, okay. Yep, fair. We'll go through them now. It picks up right after the last episode ended. Yep. Mira's pulling Bran uh, on, the, on his sled through the snow. Mm-hmm. Bran's having a bit of a weird time. Dude, he is fucking tripping balls, he man. Oh, man. He's must have t- bloody taken a tab of... It's, the drug is called a three-eyed raven. Hell yeah. And he's tripping balls. Bring in pill testing. Anyway, mm. there's... He, yeah, he's having a whole bunch of flashbacks and forwards and all arounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing basically a little clip show of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Remember how all the White Walkers are, are uh, around? Yeah. Remember the Red Wedding? Mm. Uh, remember Eris Targaryen? And mm. he screamed, burn them all. I remember that. A, uh, a bunch of fucking shit. Um, all that sort of stuff's happening. Mm-hmm. And they're running. Uh, well... Uh, Mira's running, yes. pulling him along. And then he snaps back She's to like, reality. Fucking wake up, Bran. Mm-hmm. They're after us. They found us. We, we weren't very far away. Of course they found us. <laughs> yeah. We're in the forest here. We're done for. Yeah. This is it. Only the world's biggest last minute save could mm-hmm. help us now. Mm-hmm. Clip clop, clip clop, clip clop, clip clop. Oh, in that? rides a. <laughs> Handsome stranger. Yes. With a pair of coconuts clip clopping away. He's clip clopping and then he's got a ball on the end of a chain mm-hmm. that is that somehow lights up fire magically. Like he drops the chain and then it goes woof. Yeah. And he's swinging it around and he knocks all the zombies away. Yeah, he does a good job. Yeah. Very lucky this guy showed up. It does actually get explained later that Bran like summoned him. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Kind yeah. of contacted him mentally somehow. This this uh, masked hooded stranger. He's got a mask, a hood and a horse and mm. a flaming chain and scythe. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he, he fights off the zombies, the whites. Yep. Ends up getting them on the horse, saying like, the dead don't rest, we got to go. And they ride away. Mm. So... Um, they, they get out of there, they're camping. Yeah, they got a little camp set up. Amira's like, who the fuck is you? <laughs> who is you, brother? What what, what are you fucking tr- playing at come here? Come on, come clean, open up. What's your story? Let me in. You're so standoffish. <laughs> Let me in. And uh, the guy says like, oh, Brad, when I saw you, you was just a boy. Mm-hmm. He's got a very thick northern accent. Anyway, he takes his fucking hood off. It's Benjamin Stark. And he looks a bit fucked up. Yeah. He looks bad. Well, it's because he died. Mm. It's because he was like... Slashed up by a White Walker and then a child of the forest. Apparently, if you're going to turn into a White Walker, yes. the cure is also to put dragon glass in your heart. Yeah, yeah. That, so that he explains that's what's happened to him, is that he was saved by the children of the forest by doing the same thing that makes a White Walker, if mm. you're already turning into one, stops it, I guess. Yeah, interesting bit of lore to yeah. uh, add add to the world of Game of Thrones. So he's sort of a... wonder if it comes up later in the show <laughs> at some point. He's a heroic zombie now. Yes. And uh, he's there to help. Yep. It's like, hey, Bran's got to become the three-eyed raven. He summoned me. You're all good with me. i got this one weapon. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's fuck. So, yeah, they're out there. They're saved. Mm-hmm. Good on him. It was weird seeing Benjen because I remember the first time watching this mm. when years had gone between knowing who the fuck Benjen Stark was. Yeah. 
did not know, did not remember who Benjamin Stark was. I can't remember if I did or not. It's been so long. Because Brand does say Uncle Benjamin. Yeah. So even if you don't remember him, you're like, oh, okay, I guess. Okay, he's a good. He's related. He's yeah. a good guy. And so yeah, he was a he was at the wall as well. Yeah, yeah. He, he was, was he was like the head ranger when John first arrived. Yeah. And then he went and fucked off and did a bit of ranging. It's pronounced Red Ranger. <laughs> uh. So yeah, they're all they're all safe up north for now. Yeah, They've totally got- fine in the middle of nowhere with zombies everywhere. And it's cold and it doesn't seem like they have any food. No. I believe in the books, Benjen is called Cold Hands. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Okay. Slow Hand, you're thinking of. Is no, Eric Clapton? I'm thinking of Slow Ride. Oh. By, uh, Fog Hat. Fog hat? That makes sense. They're out in the in the in the forest to be very foggy. You gotta wear your fog hat. <laughs> this is making my visibility worse, if anything. Mm. I can't look up because mm. of this wide brim. <laughs> Speaking of wide brims, yeah, old Sam the wide brim. No, I, I shouldn't make fun of him because I, I like you know he gets made fun of quite enough in this episode. He does, and it's I, look. I yes, I can understand what it's like mm-hmm. to have someone who your whole life has been putting you down and you can't stand up to them. But it's hard to watch. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it totally is. And yeah, I I don't know. If bullies push you, you push back. Yeah. That's my rule. Mm-hmm. Push them first. Or don't make- hang around the bullies. Don't go visit them and bring someone who they clearly yeah. will hate. And look, there's nowhere else to go, I guess, is his thinking. And his mum's lovely. So Sam and Gilly are on their way to Horn Hill. What it is, is Sam having good intentions and being misguided, as yeah. he frequently is. And and just being a little... <sighs> Bitch? Uncourageous is what I was going to yeah. say. But yeah, like he really... He just doesn't want to rock the boat, mm-hmm. but in a way that rocks the boat so hard mm. that it is like watching the film The Boat That Rocked anytime you what? were looking at Sam. Really annoying. <laughs> I didn't mind The Boat That Rocked. I hated that movie. I saw it in gold class for some reason. I saw it, uh, I think it was my sister's birthday. Yeah. And she was like, we're all going to see this movie. And I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, the the envi- being given like a cheese platter halfway through, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Sure, yeah. Pirate radio. Yeah. Anyway, they're going to Horn Hill, meet his family. That's where he's from. And he's prepping Gilly, being like, so, yeah, look, I didn't tell him you're a wildling. My dad actually fucking hates wildlings. Mm. He wanted me to go to the wall so I could kill them. Yes. Please don't tell him. But um, they get there. Yeah, I thought that when, like, Gilly's like, oh, I think we're here, and we see what the Horn Hill looks like, it's fucking impressive. It's big as hell. It's huge. That's one big-ass hill. What... I was like, and this is like more me than the show, mm. but I was like, Sam, why why did you fuck shit up so bad you got kicked out of such an awesome place? <laughs> why couldn't you just like do what he said? Like, I, it looks great. Yeah. I Like that sort of, that, that trait of just being kind of reticent like that and being unable to... I, like forcing her to lie about who she you, mm. like. If you're taking her, th- this is a dangerous situation you're putting her into. Then mm-hmm. she's not going to be safe there if he's like, "I want to kill wildlings." Yes. Uh, yeah. Anyway, they're they're there. Uh, Sam's mum and sister are lovely. Yes, they've come out. They're they're all nice to them. His mum's like, "God, oh, th- this is amazing. Look at this little kid. Let me hold it. He loves me immediately." Mm. Um, the sister's like, "I'll give you a dress. What do you want? What's your color? Silver." <laughs> It's just a Cruella de Vil. <laughs> Whose fucking cover is, color is silver? Yeah. Um, Even this scene, I was like, 
oh yeah, he's got to introduce this random woman and baby. Mm. Like, uh, surely, look like uh, highborn families like that. They're going to be like, even the nice ones are going to be like, you didn't, you married like a, a literally some random girl. You sure, got a baby. You're like the firstborn of the, like, come You're on. You're at the sexless wall. Mm. How'd this happen? Mm. Anyway, they're stoked about it. The yeah, they're, yeah, they're totally into it. But then we're having dinner. Randall Tarly, mm-hmm. his dad, is is a dick. <laughs> He's an absolute dick. He's a real piece of shit to everybody there. We, um, in the sealed section, I think two episodes ago, we mm. uh, talked about who the biggest cunts in the show were. Mm. This guy... Is a real cunt. He's up there and he's just normal everyday type cunt. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, okay, that's like a lot of people's dad. Sure. And sure. And like, I get Sam sitting there unable to say anything and everything, but it's just frustrating to watch. Because mm. you're like, if you fucking yelled at him years ago, yes. he would respect you more. Totally. Totally. Because like the mother does that. Mm-hmm. She's like, you fucking piece of shit. Be nice. Yeah. And he's like, ah, oh, she's a good woman. Like, that's all he wants. He's pushing people to make him push back. Mm. And if you push back, then you will get. You'll be fine. You'll probably be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, "Oh, I do a bit of hunting for rabbits, and I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of struggling here." He asks, gets often more bread, and then the dad's like, "Aren't you fat enough already?" Ugh. It's like, "Yeah, boy." Yeah. So um, at some point, so yeah, it, Gilly gets sick of it. Yeah. She's like, "He's killed a White Walker. He's killed a Then They don't believe him." The brother's yeah. like, ha, they don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> Just immediately. But, yeah. yeah. Which I guess. But uh, the brother doesn't seem that bad. No, I, he I, seems I'll all say. right. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, like no one believes in the White Walkers. That's, of course, that's a totally normal reaction to that. It is the father alone who seems like a real bad boy. Yeah. And I love bad boys. <laughs> I want to fuck him. <laughs> uh, but Gilly starts standing up for him and she, she's like, on the way down from the wall, blah, blah, blah. Well, on the way down to Castle Black. Uh, on the way yeah. down to the wall, yeah, yeah. to Castle Black. Yeah. He's like, ah, you've slipped up. Mm. Now I get it. And it kind of comes out like, yeah, look, I'm. Uh, that's where I'm from. Yeah. I'm from north of the wall. And he's like, you... <laughs> gets really mad about it. Yeah. And look, I can get a hard-ass racist dad. This is, I think, cringeworthy in how close to the bone it is for so many people and so, and for yeah. Yeah, real life. Super real world. Yeah. I, he figures that out. Um, and, yeah, they have this kind of awkward moment there. But during the dinner, the dad points at the wall. He's like, look at that. That's Chekhov's sword up there. <laughs> we We were given that by... A great writer named Anton Chekhov. Yes. He gave us that sword and it's been sitting up there untouched for ages and will remain that way. Yeah. It was meant to go to my firstborn son and heir, but you're a piece of shit and you're, you went to the Night's Watch, so you're not even part of the family anymore, really. And he's real mean about Gilly, too, where he's like, oh, I yeah. thought she was just some common trash from Molestown. Yeah. I would, I'd made my peace well. with you just like picking up a whore from town, but yeah. a, a wildling whore, that is beyond the pale. So, because his wife is like, be nice, he's like, okay, she can work in the kitchen and the kid will be raised here. Yeah. But um, this will be the last night you ever spend in this place, Samwell. Mm-hmm. So, Sam's saying goodbye to Gilly that night. He's going to leave. Baby's in the crib. He's saying goodbye to Gilly. And Gilly, Gilly's real nice to Sam. Yeah. She sees something in him because she's like, look, you're not the person who keeps telling you that you are. Mm. You're better than that. 
is the implication. Maybe she thinks he's worse. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, they say a, they say a goodbye, and then a few seconds later, Sam bursts back in. He's like. <laughs> Wait a minute! I'm being an idiot here. This is the first thing I'm going to do. Like, okay, actually, yeah, no, I can be tough about this. We'll figure something out with all the maester shit. I'm going to be tough. Let's run away. You can live somewhere <laughs> here. I'm going to steal the sword. Yep. We belong together. We're staying together. I'm taking this sword. You know we belong together. You and I forever <laughs> and ever. No matter where we are, you're my guiding star. I think so. Yeah. From the very first moment I saw you. <laughs> don't know the rest from there. A home mm. is girt by sea. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's got yes, the sword, for, which... For, for American listeners, we were singing the Australian National Anthem. <laughs> um, the sword is also Valyrian steel. Yes, that is one of the big sort of expository drops from uh, from old Randall Tarly. That is Valyrian steel. It can kill White Walkers. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got the sword. He's got Gilly. He's got little Sam. What more does he need? They're all going off. They're gonna they're, like what they should have done originally. Stick together. Yes. and do what needs to be done. Yep. But he's figured it out now, which is good. He just needed to see how far he'd come from the little scared boy he was. Yeah. to put it together. Maybe. Sure. I mean, like he's done this three times before. Of like, mm. no, Gilly, you stay there and I'll go. And then like, oh, fuck, and I should. every time. Every single time. Every time something fucks happened. You think the fucking wildling working in the kitchens at this place with this awful man's going to be fucking safe? Yeah. Dude. And even if she is, it's like every other time, like the town's been attacked, a fucking dragon's burnt someone. Like, just don't. Yeah. Don't leave her. But oh. he has figured that out. Finally, he's figured it out. They're getting out of there. They've got a good sword. Yep. They're going to be all right. <laughs> yes. Uh, then we see Walder Frey. That's the first right. Time in a while. Yeah, he pops up. He's still a piece of shit. Yep. Speaking of biggest cunts in the shot, it's definitely Walder Frey. He's the worst. Well, you, I think we agreed Craster was. Oh yeah. I mean, they're they're pretty close. They're all of a similar cloth. Yep. And so Walder's yelling at his sons because mm. he's like, "What do you mean he, you fucking lost the castle? Yeah. It's not a, it's not a toothpick. <laughs> what do you mean you lost it? How did you lose it?" Go get it back. And they're like, well, we can't. Yeah. It's fucking a big castle. They, and they, they beat us. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're here now. They could live there for a year if we were to do a siege with it. And mm-hmm. he's like, okay, do it then. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to slap this 12-year-old on the ass. Oh. I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the Blackfish has taken that over. And uh, Walder's like, uh, and they explain like these people are against us. The Brotherhood Without Banners is rising. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People against us. Walder's like, look, we got a trump card. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we've still got Catelyn's brother. Remember him, mm-hmm. Ed Muir Tully, because mm-hmm. he was the one who was getting married at the red wedding. That's it. That's what he he says. He's like, hey viewers, remember the red wedding and how we that was a good thing we did. Mm. Well, do you even remember who was getting married there? It was Ed Muir who recognised comes- this voice. And then whatever Ed Muir's voice sounds like. Oh, I'm annoying. I'm an annoying guy. It's me, Ed Muir. <laughs> it's me, Ed Muir. <laughs> so he's been stuck in the cells there for a while. Looks very grumpy. Yeah. They're going to take him over to the Blackfish to try and get that place back. Yeah. Um, then uh, we're seeing Tommen and the High Sparrow mm-hmm. have a chat over in, I guess it, it was in the Sept. I don't know. <laughs> And, <laughs> yes. Um, I watched this today. I should remember. The High Sparrow is, is like, hey, don't worry. She's got to do the walk, but 
you know, everyone likes her. They'll be nicer to her than they were to your mother. Yeah, that's yeah. That's definitely the way people work. Yeah, um, that's right. He says the gods will predispose the common people to gentleness. Yeah. Because they see that Marjorie is uh, a good person. It's bullshit. It's absolutely this bullshit. This guy's full of shit. He is full to the brim with bullshit. And he can tell that Tommen's not completely sold on this. He's like, okay, do you want to see Marjorie? You can see her. Mm. So he, he takes him to see her. And then what a weird scene. So Marjorie is, for whatever reason, playing this as though she's devout. She's playing it really well. Yeah. Really convincingly. She's saying exactly what you would say in the way you would say it if you believed. Because I don't believe it because we've seen her in the, the scene earlier with her and... Uh, uh, Loris, a couple Loris. episodes ago, yeah. She's like, don't let him win, don't let him win. And Loris is like, I've already let him win. <laughs> So I, if this is ju- if she's just letting them win to just get out, mm. I still don't believe she's actually devout or any of this. Yeah, yeah. But so, yeah, that she's talking pretty frankly about like, look, I've been a piece of shit in this way. Yeah, Tommen's like, uh, you don't have to do this bloody walk of atonement. You don't have to do all this shit. You're a good person. Like you were kind to the poor. And she's like, yeah, to look good. Yeah, <laughs> the cameras were on, mm. and I was. Playing it up for the cameras, something yes. which I no longer do anymore. Yes, like in right this exact moment, for example. <laughs> but uh, they have a little talk and come to an agreement. They're like, "Yeah, look, I guess we're doing this with the High Sparrow way." Basically, the reason that I think this is weird and sticks out to me, especially like in terms of like Marjorie and her motivations hmm. for doing this, is what happens in this scene. At you know, in this plot. Yeah. Which is, I, does this happen right now? The next, the the thing where they, the... Um, the army, the Tyrell army yeah. comes comes rocking up. Well, she doesn't know that's going to happen, though. I guess not. She's just trying to get her way out, and this would have been the way out. She has a, a naked walk down the street, yep. and it's over. Yes. Sure. Cersei's out, and Cersei's doing what she wants now. So I guess at some point you'd be like, all right, fucker, you win. I can clearly not get out of here. Sure, let's just get this over with as quickly as possible, and we'll deal with it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I, it's what I'd do. I'd take. I'd take the naked walk over. I guess. Yeah. Any option, like you, you can go free. No, no. I want to do the naked walk. Yeah. <laughs> I want a man to jump out and waggle his weenus at me. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that shit on me. <laughs> yeah. This is my kink. I like it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you do the walk, and then you turn around. And you're like, by the way, fuck God, can I yeah. do it again? Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're all out on the big steps of the Sept. Mm-hmm. People are gathered gra- gathered for Madri's walk. Walk. They gathered up. Um, yeah, she's just about to do it when uh, fucking Mace Tyrell shows up, <laughs> yeah. looking like a real fucking moron. Look, looking like a goofball. Up. Yeah, does not belong there. Really terrible speech. And everyone's like, oh, God, this dude sucks. Uh, but I guess there is an army, so... Okay. And Jamie's here. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So they all... Ja- uh, Jamie is a little bit like, man, I, why didn't I give the speech? Yeah, <laughs> like, this dude sucks. This dude sucks. <laughs> and he looks so silly in his armor. I felt bad for that horse, too. It must be such a fucking mm. hard thing to be a horse with someone wearing armor on the back. Yeah, fuck, yeah. be hard to be a horse at any time. How do you use a phone? <laughs> But uh, especially if your TV career is taking a dive, <laughs> the um, big army walks up to the steps. Yep, huge crowd there watching this all unfold. Jamie's like, "Hello, give us Marjorie," mm-hmm. and the high sparrow's like, "Nah, 
No, I don't. I think well, the gods have decided she's going to go for a walk. We're fine up here because horses can't walk up steps, <laughs> can't they? Jamie oh. clip clops his way way the fuck up those steps. Mm. And his face is CGI'd the fuck onto that actual horse. Oh, rider. I didn't notice that. Man, it it looks weird. Oh, nice. Because like, of course, it's not him riding the horse up the steps. Yeah. You got to be a stuntman. Totally. And a stuntman does it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just looks really fucking weird. That's good. anyway. They're having this standoff. Um, Jamie's like, "Look, the army will attack you and yeah, kill you. We'll kill you." And the sept's like, "We would love to die." Uh, in service of our Lord. We yearn for it. Yeah. But it doesn't need to happen today because get a load of this shit. Get a load of this. And I, I forgot this, surprised me, and it made me feel sick. I was yeah. like, fuck, fuck. Olena's there guy. too. We forgot to mention Olena's there. They're too. all there for the victory lap. Yeah. Yeah. And out walks Tommen, all fucking. Ideas in his head. Mm. This young boy's been manipulated yep. by a priest. He looks more. Sin- um, when has that ever happened? <laughs> oh, he looks more. Uh, fuck. What's the word? Like, just sort of hollow-headed. Yeah, and really and blank face, young died. and dumb, yeah. and full, full of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the High Sparrow says Queen Marjorie has already... She doesn't need to do the walk. She's already atoned for her sins by bringing another into the true light of the Seven. Mm. There's Tommen, and they announce a new era of greatness between the, oh. the faith oh. and the crown. Oh, it's an error. E-R-R-O-R. <laughs> and which way of spelling it is that? Keep in mind, I'm in the audience here in Game of Thrones world, and I'm a dumbass. Oh, it's the uh, a, a mistake. This crowd starts cheering as well, and mm. I don't kind of get why. I mean, I I get that they were into the idea of the walk of shame because it's a big thing that's happening. You know, yeah. like that's what the crowd is into. Oh, my life's real boring, and we're seeing history. Yeah. So fucking let's have something happen. Yeah. But then they're like a new era between the faith and the crown, and everyone's like, fucking yeah. I, oh, something's I don't know Who gives a shit man? I'm easily I, led <laughs> I guess I just should engage with politics more mm-hmm. But um, yeah so uh, They're all looking around at each other Kind of freaked out Jamie Jamie looks pissed off Yes he is fuming He yells at Tom and he's like You don't need to do this Yeah, You're the king You realise that right You don't need to do anything anyone tells you Yeah you are in charge You're in charge Maester Hell's like what does this mean <laughs> to Elena? And she's like, you fucking idiot. He's child. looking at like the label on his gloves. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's Mace Tyrant. It's upside down. What is down. a globe? <laughs> and Elena's uh, like, this means he's won. He's this won. means he beat us. Yeah. So uh, a little bit later, Tom is sitting on that big throne. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty fun to make a game out of that throne, actually. Uh. Imagine if this was called Medieval Musical Chairs. <laughs> Uh, so Tommen is there and Jamie's like, you dumbass. Yeah. What are you doing? Like speaking pretty frankly to him, you don't need to do this. This is a bad idea. Tommen's like, you know, it's a bad idea having you around, buddy. Sorry. Mm. You're on someone's orders. Probably the High Sparrow suggested this to me. Yeah. You're fucking off to uh, get the Blackfish to yes. help with that siege. The Freys need to do this. So you're going there miles away. Well, Tommen is like, you disagreeing with the king or like disagreeing with the will of the gods is a crime. Yeah. It's like, oh, but you, the will of the gods isn't like a law. It's like a 
thing that you've been manipulated into believing. Yeah. He's basically saying you're above the church. Mm. And Tommen's like, I've got to answer to the gods. Mm. Mm. Which, like, yeah. Uh, so Jamie and S- Jamie's telling this to Cersei a little yeah. bit later. Yeah. He's like, that dumb kid that mm. we've got. I mean, he's young, but fucking hell. So he's, he's fucking inbred or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they're like consoling each other. And Cersei's like, look, do it. You'll be fine. This will all be okay. We'll fuck everyone over. Yep. We're the only two people in the world. They're going through their bullshit again. Yeah, yeah. Bloody making out with each other. Ugh. Yeah, that thing she says where we're the only two people in the world. And she is like, you being at the front of the Lannister army, not a bad idea. That's what Dad was saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. maybe that makes us a bit more powerful if we do something with them quickly mm-hmm. first. So, yeah. Anyway. That's what's happening. That's what's up. Ari's watching another play. Mm-hmm. Big fan of the theatre. Yeah, loves it. This one's about King Joffrey dying at his wedding. Some pretty clever stuff going on there. Mm. They pull those birds out of the pie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They got the big band up top. Oh, it's very well staged. <laughs> it's poorly written, but it's well staged. So, yeah, everyone's fighting and dying and <laughs> it's all pretty standard stuff. Yep. But then, yeah, Lady Crane, bloody best actress again. The mm-hmm. Meryl Streep of Game of Thrones. Yes. And... Uh, Complains about the writing. <laughs> That's right. Arya, because Arya goes backstage and Lady Crane's like, hey, I've seen you a couple of times. What are you doing around here? Mm. And Arya like kind of makes it seem like she loves acting and wants yeah. to be there. So they have a bit of a talk about the um, about the acting or about she's like, Cersei, be angry. You mm. should play it a bit angry as well as being just sad. Mm-hmm. Gets out of there. She's done the rum. Yeah, yeah, she does the rum. The Yeah, Richard E. Grant is like, how dare you t- critique my play? I've been doing this all my fucking life. What are you, a little bitch? Yeah, it seems like a bad work environment there. It certainly does. Everyone's at each other's throat. I think it's a toxic work environment. Well, and then one of them's trying to kill Lady well, Crane. With a poison. Yeah. Mm. And she's like mouthing along to the final speech. That's right, yeah. It's like super villainous. Yes. Not super villain. Very villainous. No, no, super villainous. So, uh, yeah, Lady Crane's about to drink the rum and Arya knocks it out of her hand. She's yeah. like, watch out for that one. Mm. She wants to kill you. She wants you dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, leaves and then, uh-oh, the wife's <laughs> there. pan over to yep. <laughs> the bloody a little sweeper in the corner. The wife's got a lampshade on her head, pulls <laughs> yep. it over. Yep. Ah, I've seen it. Yep. So she goes back and tells Jack and Hagar, like, it was as a thought. Yeah. She fucking sucks. And Jacken's like, um, that's a shame. She's talented, but, you know. Trying to make it painless. Yeah. Yeah. So off the wave goes. The wave, I finally realised in that exact shot, she's just like the annoying girl in class who gets all the questions right. Yes. And always dobs on everyone for doing anything wrong. A hundred percent. That's who she is. The haircut, I think, got got, got me there. In yeah. The end. And then, like, as she's walking off, she does this smile where she's like, finally, I'm going to told on her. Yeah. And so Arya's gone and gotten her sword back. Mm. She's got a needle. She's camping out in some, like, sewer cave thing somewhere. <laughs> yep. Sleeping there. Got a little candle. And she's like, all right. Time to, time to fuck do off. Do some kind of hiding plan? Yeah. Don't know what she's doing, really. She's cl- Yeah. She's not into being an assassin, it seems. Holy shit. This episode's nearly over. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. A, a lot of this episode was that play. Yeah, and the Aria, play does same take... Same as last week, where yeah. it's Arya kind of reminiscing. Well, she wasn't even there for that bit. No. 
But I think a lot of this was, yeah, like montages of old stuff happening. Yeah. The uh, the big confrontation with the High Sparrow and uh, the Tyrell army was a pretty significant scene. It does take some time. And yeah. then, like, that play lasts a while. The, the way that Tyrion, like, that old thing of the villain being very much the villain... Mm. Where he's like, someone's poisoned my cup. And it goes over to Tyr and he's like waving a, po- <laughs> a little poison bottle. He's like, it was me. Yes. Nothing can be unclear about this. <laughs> there is no subtlety in old things. Yes. It was me. It was me. It was me. <laughs> I'm the villain. Mm. Um, but yeah, the last scene here is... Um, I thought this was a lame scene. This is the thing that I thought was very poorly written. Right. Because yeah. why the fuck does it happen? Where does it come from? Okay, so uh, yeah, Daenerys why, why the- does it happen is the key question. Yeah, yeah. Daenerys and the the Dothrakis are all kind of riding along, very normal. Yep. At some point, this cavern or this um gully, what mm-hmm. what do you call? It? What am I looking it's for? A canyon, gully. a canyon. Yeah, it's a yeah canyon. Yeah. She stops and she's like, "Hey, I'm going on ahead for a second. Mm. Her dragon's back there. Yeah. For some reason, she comes flying out on its back. Yep. She lands and she's like. Do you want to be my Dothraki horde? And they were like, we're already here. Yeah. Because she goes like, usually a Carl would have three blood riders. And you're like, oh, you got three dragons. So it's probably that. She's like, no, it's all of you. I have a million. You're all, everyone gets a car. Mm. And they were like, yes. Fuck yeah. This is cool. I've always wanted to be a blood rider. I mean, like we were halfway to our destination and we were already on your side, but okay. Dario looks very impressed. Yeah, sure. Everyone looks very impressed, but like, where the fuck did this dragon come from? And I think the big question is, why did that happen then? Yeah. Why it just, then? It happens for no, there's no lead up to it. There's no anything. There's no payoff. There's no... Like, this needed to happen when she fucking burnt that place down or something. Yeah. Or like, when they get to the city, maybe the, the Dothraki are like a little nervous. They're afraid of the boats yeah. or whatever, but she's like, you're going to ride the wooden horses over the sea with me? And she, they're like, oh. Yeah. It's just out of nowhere because they needed a big ending. I guess they needed a big ending. They had to get her dragon back. But they didn't think of a reason for why she knew the dragon was there. No. Or why the dragon was back or anything. And they had to get the Dothraki to at least be like, yes, we'll go on the boats. But like, yeah, why not have it be a short scene later on when it's more relevant? has gone from angry teenager to just like yeah i'm your dragon now mm, and mm. out of nowhere literally out of nowhere yes yeah she that, walks around a yeah. corner and pulls out a dragon it's that scene was very silly i think the stuff with the wife is like okay and um all the high sparrow stuff good yes yeah I, I definitely thought that was good and well done but fucking benjen riding up out of nowhere with his dumb fucking <laughs> what weapon. is it a mace a morning I guess star it's a mace. i don't know yeah there are just some a couple of silly bits yes. in this, and that dragon bit at the end in particular is just so shoehorned in. Yeah, absolutely. It feels like there's suddenly this extra deleted scene or mm. like- But not even deleted, because within that scene, it comes out of nowhere. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Real weird. It's, I, yeah, that really stuck out as being a strange one. Yeah. But anyway, she suddenly starts yelling a speech on the back of a dragon that came out of nowhere, and everyone's like, that's sick. The speech was bad as well. All of the it. The speech it was, was okay. Well, I think maybe because I was like, why is this happening? Yeah, yeah. This, if the speech had happened at a logical time, mm. it would have been a pretty good speech. Sure, sure. But because it just came out of nowhere, <laughs> yeah. it almost feels like you dropped in, like it, the, 
shock of like, why is there this dragon now? Why is this speech happening? Is really weird. It could, like, if it was the start of the episode and then something happens because of it, if it sure. Had, if it had happened when she burnt that place down. Sure. That's a logical time for the dragon to be nearby and go, all right, that's sick. I'm into her now. Yeah, if the dragon the bloody lands standing in the, the fire fucking, as yeah, well. Yeah. And all the the Dothraki are watching then, naturally as well. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason for them to be paying attention. Yeah. And there's a reason for her to need to encourage them to follow her. Mm-hmm. It makes sense for it to happen then, but it probably would have been more expensive to f- animate that. And it, that episode was probably too long already in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this one comes out of fucking nowhere. Out of completely nowhere. Speaking of coming out of nowhere, the ending of that episode has come out of nowhere it for me. really snuck up on us. We absolutely burned through that one. Yeah, like a big dragon. Hey, oh. sometimes that happens. Sometimes you just got to burn, know when to burn one. <laughs> And know when to spurn one. That's what I always say. I say it every day. Every time. People are like, why did you say that again? Mm, it's what the does word it mean? spurn? That's an odd word to use. <laughs> does it mean something? Is it just for the rhyme? Uh, so, I guess that's it. Yeah, that's it. For this week. Well, if, if you don't like uh, spoilers or don't want them, this next bit will be that. Yeah. You're going to be as annoyed as we were by the end of that episode. Yeah, so if you're, uh, if you're watching the show for the first time, jump out now. Otherwise, if you're happy with spoilers, welcome to the sealed section. Oh, welcome to the sealed section. It's I bad poisoned thing. it. Uh, not heaps to say about this one in terms of sealed shit. Uh, Knowing that this Sparrow stuff very soon comes to nothing. Not to nothing, but... Stops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Cersei's little speech to Jamie there of like, we're the only ones. Don't worry about it. Mm. I got the mountain. Don't mm. worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Like if anything happens, if there's a trial by combat, the mountain's there. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Which actually is, I think, interesting in the sense that it it's planting a seed to Jamie of like, I'm not needed here. Sure. Yeah. I'm not needed. Um, you, uh, I think at this point, because we know obviously Jamie by the end of season seven, finally sort of gets free of Cersei's hold on him, Yeah, goes off on his own. I don't see that coming at this point. At this no. point, they're very still much, totally. very much still And you can only together. see the cogs in her mind working a little bit at first. It doesn't sound like she has this plan that mm. she ends up doing just yet. Yeah. Um, other than that, this fucking wave shit, the next couple of episodes, it sucks. And maybe it's just the next one where right, like, Ari gets stabbed and has to heal and yeah. fucking... All of that stuff was dumb. Yeah. I think, is that, she gets stabbed in the next one and the one after is where she beats her in the dark? Must be. Yeah. 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 Yeah, just a couple of those plot lines that are wrapping up now. Yeah. But the wave thing and like Daenerys' weird jaunt mm, mm. to go get the Dothraki here um, are thankfully wrapping up. This was an episode, I think, the first time I watched it where I just barely paid attention. Yeah, I don't really remember this episode at all. Yeah. It really is a filler. Yep. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? Something. The, I think the way that this is wrapping up now, the Arya stuff, mm. makes it more um, frustrating to have sat through. Because it, it... It really gets waved off and like, and she won. Yeah. I think, actually, th- what I was going to say is the play stuff helps it. It's at least engaging. It's not just boring, angry people being grumpy at each other trying to yeah. learn how to be an assassin. Like, it, it gives it a bit of 
color and and flavor. I'm getting the call, like all this stuff, like everything that is in this episode. In fact, mm. either so, like the high sparrow stuff goes away, mm-hmm. the aria stuff goes away, mm-hmm. the dothraki stuff kind of needed to happen, but like also take like is a weird loop around yeah. where it doesn't feel impactful. Mm-hmm. So kind of everything in this episode is a bit like, oh, all right. Benjin, we know, doesn't stick around. <laughs> no, and is lame. And is lame, yeah. When he shows up again in the seven series yep. to fucking help John, that's some dumb shit. It's the same as this. It's like, oh, okay, I guess that happened because the story needed it to and now he's gone. I guess Bran summoned him again. Yeah. Anyway. Like that see that whole sequence, it's it's still unbelievable that they're surviving out there on their own. Yeah. So just don't have Benjamin. Totally. And it's these things that with it, if you just look at them in their thing, it's like, whoa, it came out of nowhere. Holy shit. Mm. But when you think about it in terms of the scope of the show and the context of why it's happening, you go, oh, wh- wh- what? What? <laughs> mm. Why is that? All right. I guess it had to, ha- like, it's real. You can see the cogs yeah. turning sort of stuff. It, yeah, totally. It's happening more so that the next episode can have had it happen yeah. than for it to, yeah, totally. Yep. All right. Well, we'll be back next week then. Yeah. The So, episode seven next mm-hmm. week, then eight the week after that, mm-hmm. and then nine, Yes, which is maybe my favorite episode of this show. Yeah, I'm, I am definitely looking forward to the end of this season. Yeah. It's the last two episodes are great. Yeah. But in the meantime, we'll be back with episode seven (laughs) next week. Thank you for coming. And good night. To our show. I said good night already. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.